of the bride of Christ. Because if God has given us an example of a good wife, of a beautiful wife, of a wonderful wife, don't you think that that would also be the bride that he glories over? Wouldn't you think that? Well, I think that. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the Proverbs 21, 31 wife, and we're going to look at both, because it defines both our walk and our position as the bride, as the bride of Christ. So we're going to start in Proverbs 31, verse 10. These, we're going to go 10 through 12 first, because this is our position This is our position in Christ. Verse 10. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Now, like I say, I know this has been taught as a wife, right? But today we are referring to this as a prototype of the bride, the bride of Christ. So, first of all, because of Christ in us, we have been given a noble character. You have a noble character. Our righteousness is in Christ, not in our good works, not in our, you know, good deeds. We are the righteousness of God in Christ according to Scripture. So that's your identity. That's your position. Our character is infused by the spirit of the living God. Jesus is alive. And our character is infused by his spirit. We are clothed in him, his image, and his likeness. We are to represent him. We are to walk in his image and his likeness here on the earth. We, he molds us like the potter molds the pottery, right? And we become his likeness. And our character, our very character, now you become new creatures in Christ when you're born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But our character is transformed by his gifts, by his fruit, Right? We become the manifestation of that as our character becomes transformed. It says, who can find one? A wife of noble character, who can find one? She is worth far more than rubies. Okay, now I want you to stop, and I want you to think about that. You are worth far more than rubies to Jesus. And you need to understand that about yourself. We are that pearl of great value that he died to, to earn or to, to pay for us. You understand what I'm saying? He shed his blood. He shed his blood because you are that pearl, that great treasure, and he was willing to die for you. If you want to read about that, go to Matthew 13, 44 through 46. We are, he refines us. We are refined as gold. We are precious to him. We are valued in his sight. You are the apple of his eye. He loves you beyond anything that you could ever 
imagine. In verse 11 and 12, it says, He has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. He has full, do you understand that as a born again child of the living God, that he has full confidence in you? Do you ever feel that way about yourself? Do you ever walk around and have full confidence? Well, Jesus has full confidence in you. He sent you as his ambassadors. He's entrusted the kingdom with you here on this earth. So he has full confidence. It says he lacks nothing of value. You are his, as the bride of Christ, you are his helpmate, right? You are the one who does his work here. And he has confidence in you, and and he lacks nothing of value. He has entrusted you. He has entrusted me with his wonderful mission. He has entrusted us. This is our position this is what we get to do here on the earth. Nothing, nothing more wonderful than representing Jesus. He has entrusted us with his plans. And because of that, it says here, he, this is how he thinks about you. You bring him good and not harm. When you are yielded to him, when you are yielded to the Holy Spirit, you bring him good and not harm. Do you understand that about yourself? This is all how he sees you. This is all your position. You live as his bride, as his betrothed now to bring him pleasure, to do his will here on the earth. And then we go to Proverbs 31, verses 13 through 19. This is how we walk. This is our walk in him. This is our walk as his betrothed. 13. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. So we're going to go through this and we're going to look at all the characteristics that we have, the way we walk as his betrothed. So first of all, It says, well, first of all, we have wisdom and we have understanding, and we're going to go through each of these verses to show show this. It says that we select wool and flax. Okay, what does the word to be select or to select mean? If something, if you select something, when you select something for your choice, you are selecting something with excellence. You are, you are choosing something with preference, right? You're choosing it for excellence. You're having an eye when you look at that and you choose it. You're having an eye for the best. You're not compromising. You're not settling for second best. You're not settling for less than God's best when you select. In other words, you, you call the choicest 
right? Because if you want to do work, don't you want to have the best to do that work? Yes, we do. So he gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding about how to do this. We work with eagerness. We work with um, excellence. We work with vigor. We work with expectancy. When you're working, you're expecting something beautiful, aren't you? When you're laying yourself down, that's beautiful to the Lord. And as we work unto the Lord, he... he, um, manifests his beauty through us. You understand what I'm saying? In Colossians 3.23, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as, for work, as working for the Lord, not for men. So when we work for the Lord, when we walk out his mission, we're not walking out temporal things. We're not working for men. We're working for eternal things. We're working for the things of the Lord that are not temporal. They are eternal. They have eternal value. You have eternal value. And when we understand that, it motivates us. It strengthens us, right? Aren't you strengthened when you realize that your walk on earth here has an eternal Blessing unto the Lord. It has an eternal blessing to the people that you touch. It has an eternal reward. Not that we work for rewards. But the Lord loves you and the Lord knows how to bless you. And his heart for you is blessing. So whatever we earn or learn or do, we then plant that in a spiritual, eternal endeavor. You're accomplishing so much more than you realize, so much more than maybe every day you stop to think about. Industry, this shows industry. It says our arms are strong for our tasks. So we're persistent. We're persevering. We're prosperous. We don't shrink back. When times become difficult, are times difficult for some of us in here today? All you faith people don't want to admit it, do you? (laughs) I know times are difficult for some people in here today. And it's not faith not to say you're not having a hard time. That's not faith. Faith is knowing that God's going to see you through, through the difficult times. Okay? You need to share with one another. You can't bottle up the hurts all the time. He has a healing anointing, a healing salve for you. And you can't just keep the lid shut. You got to let the oil pour in. Okay? Faith is knowing that he's going to see you through no matter what. But we don't shrink back when, when times are tough. Because of the power of Christ within us, because of what he has infused into his betrothed. He's your covering, is he not? He's your covering. And because of that, we don't shrink back. We don't have confidence in ourselves, but we have confidence in him. We know in whom we have believed, okay? It says we see, in verse 18, we see that our trading is profitable, 
So we're, we're the bride who's been given the five talents. Have you been given much by God? I've been given much by God. Just go ahead and try to count the blessings that you've received. But like the, the, the man with the five talents in the Bible, so we're the bride, we've been given five talents. That's just, you know, an example. And we go out and we earn five more. And sometimes you're earning five more and you don't even realize it because you'll walk up to someone. Someone will come up to you at some store and you can tell they're down, downtrodden or you can tell something's wrong and you might speak a kind word. Not that you're earning things with the Lord, but you are multiplying what he's given you, right? In Matthew 25, 14, it says, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. Jesus has entrusted his mission to you. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more talents. The Lord gives us wisdom for this. The Lord will be a voice speaking to you, saying whether to turn to the left or to the right in a situation by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he gives you wisdom on how to multiply his kingdom. Frankly, he gives you wisdom on how to multiply your own personal affairs, right? Whether that's a business endeavor or, or whatever it is. Verse 18, we are prepared and we are watchful. Our lamps are ready. Our lamps are full of oil. We are anticipating the coming of the bridegroom. You are the betrothed. Are you anticipating the coming of the bridegroom? You're Jesus. Yes, I am anticipating that with great expectancy. Yes, of course, I want a, a billion-fold harvest to come in so that all souls, every possible soul can go to be with him in heaven, right? But I'm okay if he comes tomorrow. Were it not for that. Were it not for that we want more souls saved. So we don't fall asleep at the wheel. We don't start coasting. We don't say, I've done my share, right? We, we look with expectation to what's about to occur. We are mindful of the days ahead. We are discerning of these times. Are these times treacherous? Are these times difficult? Do you see wars and rumors of wars? Well, guess what? You don't need to be in fear. Because you, are, you have in you the one who brings the victory. He's your Psalm 91 protector, right? You don't need to be, honestly, when we see these things happening, it should bring hope. Look up, your redemption draws nigh. Look up, your redemption draws nigh. So we're mi but we are mindful, and we stay awake, and we stay alert so that we're not deceived. We stay awake, and we stay alert so that we can be a firebrand, you know, helping other people, helping other people not to be deceived, speaking the truth in love, the good news of the gospel. We are creative. It says we hold the distaff and the spindle. 
We're creating the, the Lord's work. Our minds are creative. You have been given an, a, a wonderful imagination. You've been given a creative mind. You serve the creator of everything, of the universe. Do you think he forgot to give you a creative mind? No, I don't think so. So we, we plan ahead. We're, we're looming this masterpiece. You have the, the distaff and the spindle. You're looming this masterpiece for him. You're not just going to sit down and look at all these threads, and you're not just going to willy-nilly sort of just start plugging them in. You're not going to do that. You're going to look. You're going to plan. You're going you're to look at the design that he has, right? Am I correct? Yeah. You're going to plan ahead and loom. You're going you're gonna to be looming for the Lord. You're going to say, this is, this is going to be excellent. I am doing an excellent thing for, for the Lord. You are bringing into manifestation his plans and his purposes. How does that make you feel that the creator of the universe has allowed you to do this? Wow. He does have confidence in you. And then we are all, as the church, so we're all creating. We all have that song that we talked about last week. We all have that dance that we talked about last week. We all have that part in the battle that we talked about last week. So we all have our individual roles to play, but we are a part of a body. It is important that you be part of a body. You are part of a body, and as a body, then we create this even more beautiful masterpiece. So you're a part. And then there's all this other beauty that you come together with as the bride, unified, as the church. Hallelujah. Verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Okay, did Jesus do that for you? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We'd be nowhere without you. So it's important to have generosity. It's in, important to have hospitality, not judgment. Did you hear me? Proverbs 19.17 in the NIV. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. This is... This is Jesus had this heart for us, and we need to have this heart for others, okay? It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's about the kingdom. It's about other people's hearts. In the ESV, it says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Proverbs 22.9 in the NIV, the generous man will himself be blessed. He who shares his food with the poor. And the ESV says, who listen to this. This is actually pretty. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. So you could just say, well, you have a bountiful eye in terms of the fact that you want to be givers, right? But the other part about having a bountiful eye is we... We have a bountiful eye and appreciate what the Lord has given us. We appreciate his bounty. We appreciate what 
he has placed before us. We appreciate the bounty that he has placed within us. We appreciate that he suffered and died so that we could have life, resurrection life. Do you know you get to walk in resurrection life here, right here on this earth. It's not just something that you're waiting for eternity to have. Yes, you'll have it in eternity, but you get to walk resurrected life. Ashes into beauty because of him. Hallelujah. So we need to understand and appreciate the bounty that we've been given, what he's been given us. And then we're not stingy. We're not tight-fisted. And I'm not talking about just material things, of course. You don't want to be tight-fisted with your material things. But you also don't want to be tight-fisted with the spiritual blessings that you've been given. Do you have time to mentor someone? Don't just say yes. Do it. Do you have time to mentor someone spiritually? Yes. That will be the greatest seed that you will ever plant on this earth, is mentoring someone into Jesus. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14.31, He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. So kindness to those who are less fortunate. Kindness to the underdog. We have to have an eye and we have to have a heart to see, to bless, and not be selfish. Verse 21. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. Are you living in a day where there's fear all around you? You are. But it doesn't have to get on the inside of you. We walk in knowing what Christ has accomplished for us. We don't have to allow fear on the inside. Of it. We've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You have, in Christ, you have power, love, and a sound mind. That's you. Hallelujah. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet, She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. So all of these things, these speak of the blessings of our labor in the Lord, which I'm I'm using labor just as a term because I can't think of another one. It's not hard to work for the Lord, so I don't mean it in that sense of the word labor. All right? But, But these all speak of the blessings that we receive from the Lord, clothed in scarlet, blessed by the blood of Jesus. We have no fear. The blood of Jesus was poured out for you and poured out for me. We are adorned in the blood of the Lamb. We are protected by the blood of the Lamb. We are complete in Jesus because of the blood of the Lamb. We've been redeemed unto Father God because of the blood of the Lamb. We have mercy because of the blood of the Lamb. We have forgiveness because of the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid because of the blood of the lamb that was shed for me. And because I have acquired it because I've decided to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Simple as that. Hallelujah. So we get to reside in Psalm 91 under the shadow of his wing. We get to have his comfort, his peace, his protection, his blessing his prosperity, his strength, his goodness. We are hemmed in by the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Isaiah 61.10. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Wow. That's a beautiful thought. That's what he's given you. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Hallelujah. We are adorned in this beautiful robe. We are adorned. Jesus sees you adorned in jewels, in the gifts, and in the graces of God. He's not stingy. He's not stingy. He's given us the blessings, right? We have the blessings of Christ, don't we? Seated at the right hand. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And we receive his blessings. We are co-heirs with Jesus. Scripture tells us that. We are clothed in fine linen and purple. Purple, a royal priesthood. Does the scripture tell you that? Yes, you are kings and priests unto the Father. You are a royal priesthood. You are clothed in his righteousness and glory. Verse 23. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the Lamb. So all we do, our hearts, all we do is to glorify God. It is our heart to glorify him. It is our heart to spread his name. It is our heart to lift him up, to honor him, to uplift him, to extol him, to do everything we do as unto the Lord. That's our heart, that he is lifted at the gates, right? Hallelujah. That his name is known, that his name is revered, that we bring honor and glory unto him. Psalm 113, verses 1 through 9. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I agree with that. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. This is our motivation. This is our motivation. We get to praise the Lord. The things we do praise him. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations. His glory above the heavens, verse 9. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high? This is what our devotion, this is what our deeds accomplish on, on this earth, that he is glorified. The one who is enthroned, he's enthroned in our hearts. Our hearts are an altar unto him who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sits them with princes, with the princes of their people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 24. She makes linen garments and sells them 
and supplies the merchants with sassies. So again, this speaks of our wisdom, the wisdom that he gives us to do what we need to do. It speaks of our wisdom, it speaks of our industry, that what we do is profitable, that what we do is blessed, that his hand is upon us. So we have the wisdom to see the need, right? You have the wisdom to see the need and the means to supply those needs. So this is both spiritually, spiritually, the spiritual gifts, blessings that you've been given to see the need. Have you ever met someone with a need and they just needed some spiritual help? And you were there at the right moment, the right time to speak a kind word, a good word? Like settings, settings of gold and, what is it? An apple of gold in the setting of silver is a word aptly spoken, right? Hallelujah. So we, we have wisdom. He gives us ways to profit. She, she sees that the merchants need sashes and she supplies them. So we put our hand to the plow, so to speak, right? And you see the need and you're there to supply it. Hallelujah. So those are kind of, all that is our walk. It's how we're walking with Jesus. It's what he's endowed us to be able to do. And then the next, most of the next verses, except for one or two, are about our reward. Is this what y'all were waiting for today? (laughs) You want to know your reward? (laughs) You already know your reward, don't you? (laughs) But these following verses about our, our, our reward in Christ. These are the blessings that crown the head of the bride, okay? She is clothed with strength and dignity. Hallelujah. This is how he sees you. This is what he's given you. Christ has given us his very covering. He has given you his covering. He is your covering. Christ, his very nature indwells you. When you become a born-again believer, your new creature. You receive the nature of Jesus. He's given us his power and dominion, his authority here on the earth. How many scriptures can you all find that talk about the power and the dominion and the authority that you walk in here on this earth? He has stripped the devil and he has handed you the keys to the kingdom. And he sees you walking in that. You need to see yourself. You need to understand what you've been given, the power, the authority, the dominion that you've been given. He's given us his strength. He's given us his peace. He shed his love abroad in our hearts. No one will ever love you the way Jesus loves you. You can run to Jesus no matter what's ever happened, no matter what you've ever done, and you will never receive condemnation. You might receive receive correction, but it will be loving correction. He loves you infinitely. You are basically his nobility here on the earth. You are priests and kings in the kingdom of God. You are what brings the kingdom to God. He, He works through you to bring the kingdom of God here to the earth. The light of his love. 
She can laugh at the days to come. Like I said before, we don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We get to laugh at the days to come. We get to laugh at the trial and the tribulation and the turmoil going on around us, of the death and destruction. We're not laughing because it happens. The laugh is because we know that we do not get struck down by it. Right? We have peace and we have joy in the midst of very trying times because we know in whom we have believed. And he never changes. He is always for you. He is never against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The joy of, our, of the Lord is our strength. We are prepared and we are ready. We get to rest. We get to rest in the Lord. He sits laughing in the heavens. And we get to rest in the, uh, the finished work of Christ. What Christ has already done. The victory that he's already won on our behalf. Hallelujah. God sits in the heavens and laughs. You can read that in Psalm 2, and you can read it in Psalm 37. We are protected, and we live under the shadow of his wing in Psalm 91. Psalm 20, verse 7 and 8. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. You get to stand firm because of the one in whom you trust. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He holds you in the palm of his hand. He carries you. Sometimes you don't even realize how much he's carrying you. What it would really be like if he set you down but he doesn't. You're being carried in the most loving arms that will ever exist. Verse 26, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. This is wisdom in the word. That's the only way you get to stand is in the word, is knowing the word, is understanding the word because that's where you learn what he's given to you, what you who you are and who he is for you. So we stand in faith on the word and we instruct others with wisdom and understanding. We don't shrink back. We arise and shine for your time has come. You were born for such a time as this, beloved. He has total confidence in you. He puts you here at this time with all this going on around. You are his special instruments. Hallelujah. We carry the good news. Precious are our feet because we carry the good news. Romans 10, 15, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's you. Verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Okay, now this kind of goes back to the industry that we've talked about before. We have discernment. We have wisdom. We're the ant, and we're not the sluggard, right? We don't let our candles go, go out. It says we get up before the light comes, while it's still dark. 
we, we, we attend to the things of the Lord. Ephesians 5.16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And as a result, when we do this, he sees to it that we prosper. He sees to it that we are kept safe. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. I, I know when things tumble around us, it's very easy to get our eyes on that thing. But when we keep our eyes on the Lord at all times, no matter what the situation looks like, he will be faithful. You serve a faithful God. He loves you as a bridegroom loves the bride. Hallelujah. 28. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. You, as the bride of Christ, as betrothed to Jesus. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Listen, listen. Give her the reward she has earned. You all have a great reward. You all have a great reward because of his love for you and because of your love for him. And let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Hallelujah. We are clothed in the beauty of Jesus. You are clothed in Jesus' beauty. You have this eternal beauty because you belong to Jesus. You have this eternal beauty, this eternal worthiness to with which nothing on this earth can compare. You have this treasure in you that is more valuable than anything you can imagine. This is what he has given you. This is your blessing. We are not clothed in perishable rags. No, we are clothed in robes of glory. You are clothed in robes of glory. Jesus robes. You think he walks around in rags? I don't think so. I don't think so. Jesus' heart toward us is that he's pleased. It says, it says here that he is pleased. When you love him, when you, when you lay yourself down for him, and guess what? There's not a single person in this room that's going to do it perfectly. Not a single one of you. Not me, nobody. Aren't you glad that's not how he evaluates you? He looks at your heart. He looks at your heart and he is pleased. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for that. Because we have honored him, he's pleased because we revere him. We don't do it perfectly, but we revere him. And he has shown his deeds among us. He has shown his love. His, and, and, and in the things that we do, we show that. We show his love to others. We show his mightiness to others. We show his forgiveness to others. We show his mercy 
to others. We walk in his likeness. We walk in his image, clothed in his room, because we, in his robes, because we have revered and honored him. And he, he, t- he sees that as you blessing him. That is a blessing unto him. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 2, it says, Him who honors me, I will honor. Him who honors me, I will honor. So sometimes, beloved, we could take man's way, couldn't we? And yet there's a higher calling, and it's saying, do it this way. This is my way. It doesn't look like it's going to be profitable, but in doing it this way, you will honor me. You will always be honored when you make that choice. Hallelujah. He'll make sure of it. We, you will receive a reward for honoring the Lord, even when it's really, 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 really tough. Hallelujah. This wife of noble character, the believers, betrothed to Christ, will be the bride at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Can you even imagine? Can you imagine sitting at the table with your bridegroom, Jesus, at the marriage supper of the Lamb for seven years when the tribulation is happening. He's your rescuer, beloved. So anyway, that's what the Lord wanted me to share with you today, is your identity as his bride. And after this, we're going to be going into the gifts. I look at the gifts a lot differently than a lot of people do. They are for